You are now in possession of the Rebel FM podcast. Takes practice. Bounce. 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 Take practice. Welcome. Welcome to Rebel FM number 16. You're I'm so your, prepared. You know what one it is this I'm time. I'm your host, <laughs> Anthony Gallegos. And with me is Tyler Barber, freelancer. Happy Sweet 16, Rebel FM. And uh, with us also is Arthur Gies. Who won't do a clever voice? No, I'm not joining your your persona. Although I've got to be honest, I kind of like your persona more than you. <laughs> That's okay. My persona won't pay rent, and we'll see how you like it. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about the games we've been playing, like always, and then we're gonna move into some shit about E3 predictions because everyone seems to love that, and E3 is less than a month away now. Well, just just over a month, I guess. Uh, you know about that days. E3 shit, son? Um, Cat on. on the soundboard. What? <laughs> you how we fucking do bitch. Sorry, Cat was literally adjusting adjusting <laughs> levels for us there. Um, anyways, I mean the the reason we're doing E three predictions now as opposed to later is because right about now is when people start leaking E three stuff. So right. I mean, or come. even like I'm sure Sony would have preferred to save their PSP, like the new PSP announcement. Uh, for E3, I'm sure that was going to be a big part of their presentation, and somehow David Ellis found out. What's well, I mean, uh, it still seems so anticlimactic. Like David was pimping it on his Twitter like a day before, saying the internet will explode, and everyone thought it was going to be this big thing. And when people saw uh, it, was I mean, the new PSP. I mean, a new PSP that's like a downloadable only is a yeah, pretty big deal. I would say it's fairly, fairly I, big I uh, break. Think that people have been predicting that for months. Oh, people have been yeah. predicting it's just the confirmation of it, and the confirmation that it's like a sliding face right, one and yeah. stuff like that. I think David was more saying that it was going to explode the internet because David was happy to be writing an exclusive story. I'd be happy to have an exclusive story these days. How often Real. does that happen in video game news where you actually have a genuine exclusive? It's pretty hard. True. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, sources that will not be named because I'm sure it's for the safety of their job. So, um, but yeah, conveniently, David found that out this week, which makes me wonder who at what party was talking to so-and-so <laughs> under the influence. Right. You know, it's like... Um, but yeah, so I don't even want to kick it off who's been playing some shit, so Tyler, we're going to let you go first. Cool. Um, I actually downloaded a few demos that came out recently, just to check them out, because um, there are a few games on my radar that I'm, now that I'm unemployed, I have to really gauge my purchases, so I, uh... Haven't you technically been unemployed for a long time? That's a what long, I'm yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, what happened that changed that recently? Freelance money's drying up in a way. Well, maybe Seems in a like, way. Yeah. In in, in right. the, well, the way of reality. Actually, before EGM shut down, I was writing for One Up a whole bunch. That's but what I was I'm writing saying, yeah, under. I um, yeah, I was writing under Ryan Scott and Nick right. Sutner. Like they were they were the ones who gave me all my assignments. But now that they're gone, I'm. It's harder to find nice, work. That nice trail of work has dried. But on the bright side of things, I played the UFC 09 Undisputed demo. And uh, I'm pretty excited to check out the full copy 
of the game, actually. Um, there's only two fighting styles available in the demo and two fighters. It's uh, Chuck Liddell and um, Ninja Huaz, brother. I can't think of his first name. I don't know, man. You're talking but, um, to the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, I used to watch a lot of UFC, but it's, it's been a long time. I mean, I lived with a person that did mixed martial arts, mm -hmm. and he only ever had two fights that were like... Like actually, like, like professional in the sense that he was paid for them, mm -hmm. not professional in the sense that they were for, like the actual UFC. These were for like you know like the little tournament things that people do to work up their way. Like a Valley Tudo or something. Yeah, yeah. He he went up to Oregon to do his, and in one, he beat the shit out of the guy, mm -hmm. and in the second one, he came back and looked like um, an AS space alien. He got beat up so bad. <laughs> this is Bryce, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Bryce, man. who is the nicest Christian boy you will ever meet. Yeah, but when right. he came back, his like. He had been punched in the face so many times that oh. he like he looked like he was seeing out of like face armor slots. Right. That's how bad his face is. Well, shit in UFC, man. The <laughs> he looked like he came back from the cantina in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. The Did battle it, damage in UFC is very say. realistic and it looks pretty badass. Like they take that cue from like yeah. Fight Night and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. They they did that very well. Um, one thing that seems really weird to me is the knockouts in UFC. Um, it's almost like they hit fast forward on the animation. It's very awkward and there's it seems like there's no impact when you knock someone out at all. Have you, you know? won through a like I'm wondering how it works like when you're grappling, right? Cuz you know like a in a knockout it makes sense like you build, you take the guy's stamina down far enough, you hit him and he's knocked out. Mm -hmm. So it's like how does that work when you're ground fighting? Like the first grapple and you're like doing like an arm like a I don't know the name of it. Yeah, like, like an arm bar or something. An arm bar. It's like can you win with the first arm bar? Or is it like you gotta like you do the first armbar and you're like this won't work, but well, it'll bring them down to thirty percent or something like that. I I would think you can because they said that there are one hit knockouts like, but they're yeah, very rare. I was gonna rare. say because in UFC you'd watch sometimes yeah. and you'd see like the first grapple ends in mm -hmm. like a like a triangle like I can't think of the term of that one, but like you know, a triangle like, choke, the triangle choke, yeah, yeah, and it'd just be like that was it, that was the that was the match, like right. super anticlimactic. Yeah, and I I think they've allowed for that, you know, which. You know, which is great because you know sometimes you do see that a lot in the sport. Um, but as far as really getting my f uh, getting a feel for the ground game, uh, I really couldn't wrap my head around it too much because I you know I was just trying to focus on understanding the striking mechanics, which are really you know I really like the mechanic they set up for striking, and um, which is basically both of the left trigger but buttons. Uh, toggle between high attacks and low attacks and then if they're not engaged it's just a, a medium attack and then the the attacks are just like your Tekken buttons where the top two face buttons are your punches right, right and left respectively and the bottom two your kicks and um so does it uh I've always wondered like cause in you know like in a fighting game uh like in UFC like even more so than boxing a lot of times stamina is what matters mm -hmm. so I always wonder if it's like how do they handle that? Do you actually have like a stamina bar separate from a health bar or yeah, something that's how like it's that? Worked before, right? Yeah, yeah. There is a stamina bar by default. The stamina bar is hidden, and um, and, and and just so I could understand how they work with stamina, I turned it on, and it seems like, you know, during doing doing a flurry of punches or anything, and especially if they're all blocked, you know, they'll drain your stamina really fast. You know, as you would think. Right. And then you know, hanging back will bring it back up, and uh, and you know, they they have different phases of your of your fighter, like your fighter can be rocked, which is, you know, you're standing up, but you're really wobbly. And right, right, like really you got hit and you're on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which Does are Joe cool Rogan things. do the announcing? Um, probably so. Um, oh, that's uh, another thing I wanted to mention is the announcing seemed really uh, well done. You know, you, yeah. I, you know, I, 
I only played, you know, you can only play one match, but so I don't know how much will be I believe, repeated. I believe Sean Baby wrote the dialogue for that. Yeah. So, oh, actually, really? Like a lot of it, if not yeah. all of it. Well, oh, oh, well, cool. Because one one thing I thought was badass the first time, first thing I noticed was the announcer started talking about pride because who who uh, I can't think of who I think uh, the jujitsu guy I can't think of his first name. Uh, you know, he came from Pride, which is a Japanese uh, fighting mm-hmm. league, and they mentioned Pride in, in in the UFC game. I thought that was really cool that you know, uh, and you know, the announcers would in their regular banter. In a regular uh, fight, so right, yeah, so that was really nice, and um, so yeah, I'm excited to check that out a little more, and uh, especially get into like the creative player mode. Yeah, uh, I want to create myself. Tyler, fuck yeah, <laughs> it would be like Tyler with bigger calves. Five seven, one twenty eight. I'll I'll just fight in the welterweight divisions, but um, skinny guys fight till they're burger. That's right, man. Um, so what else you been hitting up? I also checked out the Red Faction demo for a little bit, and uh, that seems to me what I get from that is it's a is it's a bad impression of the game. The demo. Okay, so I played a little bit of the demo as well. Um, the demo is just uh, a mission, right? Like a single yeah. mission. Yeah, it's uh, you're you're getting the walker and putting it on a uh, yeah a, okay. a flatbed truck. Yeah, that is a. Well, I'm, go ahead. Elaborate further, Tyler, on what you thought of the Red Faction demo. Well, um, I just felt like it was sort of, you know, you're sort of awkwardly thrown into this mission where, you know, other demos, if it's a slice of a of a mission or a level, they kind of handle it a little bit more elegantly, I guess, with introducing you, you know, to what's going on. Like, one thing I noticed is, um, I guess in my weapon select, you know, uh, area, like, I had machine gun ammo, but do you get a machine gun in the demo? Like, I couldn't yes. figure out how to pull out machine gun or... Um, um, well, I mean, the weapon select is done by holding down on the 360 version. It's done by holding down the right bumper and hitting a face button. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I picked up a machine gun. Well, I, the demo. I was able to toggle between like my mines and my axe, but I could never figure out how to. Well, if you just tap the right bumper, it switches between the last uh, okay. weapon that you picked. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I was basically having fun like running around and throwing mines on buildings and just blowing them up, which I guess is like half the fun of the game. One thing I thought was a little weird is, um, I guess there's like a wanted level. See, and the reason why I say it's sort of a confusing demo is like I'm sitting here saying I guess on everything because I really couldn't understand what was going on. Like uh, these guards were attacking me, like I didn't know they were the enemy faction. Like they didn't. I, it, I felt like it was not set up properly at all, you know. But um, but once I started started realizing, realizing, you know, the guys shooting at me were bad. Um, started to have fun when I was blowing <laughs> up the buildings and shit. Um, Man, when you swing that hammer, it really looks like someone dies as soon yeah. as you swing that thing. Yeah. Um, and the jump, the jump is really floaty in that. He jumps like a like Master Chief. <laughs> well, you guys know. Maybe the the gravity is a little different on Mars. I guess. I think it's. I think it's higher. Is it? Yeah. I think so. I thought further away from the sun. Oh yeah, that would be true. But I don't know because the moon. It's definitely not and the as bad size. As the, moon. the size of the planet and and okay. distance from sun, mm-hmm. I think, affect it. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, it's definitely not as light as the moon. So yeah. So yeah, so so yeah, I only played a little bit of that one. I actually played the UFC demo, um, the most, and uh, and I also downloaded, which was released today, um, the Bionic Commando multiplayer demo, and tried Some to get in a game, bitch. but um, but there were no games going. Couldn't get a game going. Well, what time did you try? It was about five. 
Huh. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. Yeah. And other than that, I just bought my copy of Gun for Game Club, and we'll probably jump into that tonight. It, w- it won't take you very long. The part I chose to stop everyone at is like an hour and a half in. Okay, cool. So after that, people should feel free to do side missions as they see fit. Raise a bunch of money for themselves. Play nice. cards. Play cards, or, you know, there's lots of bounty hunter missions. Mm-hmm. Like, Sleep there's always horse. bounty missions. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of Game Club, actually, um, because I didn't finish Bully for the last episode, I went back and finished it that night. Yeah. And, uh, man, that that one segment where you're fighting uh, the guy with the pole and you have yeah. the shields, I felt like that controlled, like, horribly. I didn't, like, it was, <laughs> oh, that was jank. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That I was mean, really bad. Cause, and, the, and when I finally fought the guy and I had a pole... I didn't mention it then, but I just I literally just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah you like, just like run to him. There was no fight. Button, it just yeah. yeah, it just was me beating right. him down with the pole. And the thing about it is, in the first instance, he has a pole, and you're sort of forced to run and pry these metal doors off the wall that are conveniently shielded, I guess. Yeah, but the arena is so small, he can get to you and like smash the shit out of you before you can even pull the the shield off the doors. Right. It's so cheap, so so poorly designed. It's, it was terrible. You've been playing anything else? No, that's all. What um, What have you been playing, Sir Arthur? We're recording uh, again. We're back. We just had a minor catastrophe involving... <laughs> How could I not? <laughs> I knew. I knew that you would like that, Tyler. <laughs> um, ordinarily, we wouldn't stop for cat stuff, but... No, man, cat puking like that, that was, that was pretty... It was an explosion. It was either you clean it up now when it's like baby poop, or later on it turns into like cement that's also acidic, so it fucking permanently fucks up the hardwood. Or this room would turn into that scene in Family Guy where they're all like taking turns vomiting all over the floor. Be, yeah, well, that's because in Family Guy they all drink uh, Ipecac. Yeah, Ipecac. Ipecac, yeah. Um, I've seen a video online of a guy that drinks a whole bottle of Ipecac for oh, like God. $40, and then he's puking and they're following him with the camera. And at oh, some point he's like, geez. fuck you, God. <laughs> <laughs> it literally shoots out of him like a rocket of water. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay, so Red Faction. Cylinder. Red Faction. Um, I can't talk very much about it because there's still some stuff under embargo until next week. But uh, I also played some Red Faction. I played the demo, and I did not like the demo at all. Really? Actually. Um, yeah, I was worried because I... I really didn't have a favorable opinion after it either. Yeah, but I mean it it is missing things that are in the, that are in the game that are just like bulleted on the bo- the back of the box. Like it's an open world type mm-hmm. game and right, you right. can go to different objectives and all of that is gone. Right. So I'm kind of wondering why none of that is in the demo because It's made by Volition, right? Yes. And the the Saints Row demo was so great. Like they did an open world demo with that really well. I didn't I don't see why they wouldn't you know, be able to do the same here. I don't know. I mean, it, I just, I, it seems like it would break down in such a way that it would be easy to do a demo, but maybe they didn't have time. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. It releases in a month, I think like June. Yeah. In June, like right before E3, mm-hmm. which seems like a bad time to release a game, but maybe that's just me. Um, prototype comes out in June as well, which true. I'm extremely excited for. Um, I finished Chronicles of Riddick, finally, like, after we recorded our last podcast, and, uh, I didn't fall apart quite as much in the end for me as a lot of people 
seemed to have experienced for whatever reason. But, um, I don't know, when I see videos of people playing through it, I'd see them playing through it in a way differently than I did. No, you, is, are, you're talking about uh, Butcher Bay or, or Dark Athena? Well, all of it. Oh, um, okay, so you, okay. I mean, for me, once I got the Trank gun in Butcher Bay, and then similarly in Dark Athena, I would just be shooting out lights like crazy. I'd, it's like I was playing Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't see people doing a lot of that for some reason. And I still did that when I could in Dark Athena, and that that led to more of a puzzly game than I got when I played the demo. So, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's a lot of game for $60. It's like 20 hours, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say. Like, just single-player content, although I have no interest in multiplayer. Um, we played more Left 4 Dead. Like, you finally got to play some survival mode, Anthony. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that was since last time. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what there is to be said about it that wasn't said last time. It is uh, all the shit-going-wrong moments from... Uh, from the campaign condensed yeah. into one area. It seems like that's what th- this one capitalizes on. Every time there was a crescendo event in uh in in crescendo. the other parts of Left 4 Dead and they and they went wrong, that is all that that survival mode is. But we got better. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say if you get better. It's also like a combination of like what happens as yeah. well. Cause I think some of it, so much of it is luck. That's why my opinion is like, fuck the setup. Just go in and just like play round after round after round, and just like hope you get lucky. Yeah. Um, one of the times we played, we thought that it would be a great idea to bring all the gas cans into the small kitchenette <laughs> area and to hoard them there and just hold stuff off. And it was working really well at first. And then for some reason, Lewis, who the CPU was controlling, turned around and shot them. And the whole room exploded in flames. And we were all dead within seconds. I'm having a moment of being sad because I just realized that uh, while we were cleaning up Arthur's fucking cat's puke, oh. it got bleach on my shoes. I see that. Yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry. Sacconies. Bleach on them. Sacconies. It looks like I have blood on them in the spots where the bleach hit the brown. Yeah. It's going to be his fucking cat's blood in a little bit. <laughs> Because of the bleach that you sprayed on them? The bleach that I sprayed on them because I was fucking cleaning up her vomit. You filthy bitch! No, I'm just kidding. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, what else have you been playing? Because <laughs> Left 4 Dead is, is over-talked about. Uh, I can talk about the stuff I saw, the rest of the stuff I saw in London really quick. Um, yeah, really quick because of, from what I understand, it's kind of not worth talking about. Yeah, so this is the after being in London after all this this money that Bethesda spent to yeah in the interest of send, closure, I was gonna say yeah they did send him there. Yeah, I mean they sent Bethesda, everyone there. A lot of people don't realize that that Bethesda spent a get- fortune sending people to London to see their lineup, and basically, I think the conclusion that most journalists came to that were there was that more than announcing a game. This was Bethesda's attempt to sort of their. It was their coming out party as a publisher of more content than just their stuff. Um, unfortunately, just, the games which, they used to show that were Rogue Warrior and Wet. Right, um, which begs the question: Is it even a good idea to? I mean, you, you bring know. a bunch of people out there, and they're just like, "Well, thanks for the trip to England, bitch." We like that Fallout content. Yeah. Um. I mean it. Wet could be okay. 
It's just the problem with wet is when watching it in motion, I know I wasn't the only one that was just ticking off a list of other games in my head as it was happening. Uh, that's that's the case for a lot of games, though. But very clearly, um, it seems like gameplay mechanics were directly list- lifted from like this, this group of other third-person action games. Like, they're gimmicks. Um, it was like Stranglehold and Tony Hawk and some Killer7 and... And just that kind of thing. And I don't know. Um, the funny moment is when I, I'm trying to remember who it was. Dude, did you just that, hear the fucking combination you spewed right forth? What, that, the Killer7 that, followed it, followed those other two? Or Tony Hawk. Like, those things don't all go together. Like, okay, it well, sounds like all these other third-person games, except these three that are, like, totally not alike. <laughs> I tried to think of the three that were the most, the most flattering to the title. Like, Tony Hawk. Um, I don't When you say third-person, like... I'm like, Tony Hawk? The fuck? Okay, so there's slow motion, and there are also wall tricks, and there's a way that they didn't show, but they implied that's her her vision mode that shows where you can run and what you can do and chain tricks together. So basically, you're chaining together these slow-mo moves and, and trying to get kills, which sounds pretty inventive in practice, or in... in concept but in execution didn't really come off very well um there was no time to play the game like they didn't give us a chance to play so that was kind of a bummer but but i can i'll i'm i'm i guess i could write a preview but all the previews that you've read sum it up pretty well which is that i mean it looked like dead to rights and stranglehold and a bunch of other third person shooters and the points of personality that they tried to introduce were very hackneyed and cliched and not especially good. They've tried to tone down the sexuality, thinking that everyone has forgotten about their previous plugs <laughs> for the game. Um, the game's called Wet. Yeah. Well, Wet is in reference to wet work, is what they said. Yeah, but that's obviously not why they chose that word. No. As their female character, like they've all. I mean, they've desexualized it a bit. I mean, there's there wasn't really much skin on display. I have to show skin for it to be sexual though. There was no humping. There's no implied. There's nothing overtly sexual about her. They've now decided that uh, the character that she most resembles is the man with no name. All right. uh, And I also saw Rogue Warrior, which... uh, She said Rogue Warrior, Warrior. not Road. No, it's not a a game. There's no Mel Gibson. (laughs) Yeah. Not to Um, be confused with something exciting. Instead, we have Mickey Rourke doing the voice of... uh, of Dick Marsenko, who is a a real person who fought in Vietnam as highly decorated and founded SEAL Team Six, which is America's counterterrorism unit. Their their first counterterrorism unit. Um and it was like imagine some of the, the shooting mechanics from Rainbow Six Vegas thrown into an arcadey shooter with a kill moves. But I understand what it means. What arcadey? I hate when people start throwing like dy terms on on all kinds of shit that it doesn't belong to. I could say ish, so arcade ish shooting. Nick Setner's a is a fucking constant offender of that. <laughs> it's like a really gamey. You need more likes. Um, arcadey like <laughs> like refrigerady. Um, I'm sorry. You notice that I didn't say it, Nick. Anthony said it. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that if he's on a bus somewhere fucking smiling, now he can Twitter. I was smiling, and now I'm mad at Rebel FM. Uh, I work for Sony. 
Is that just how he finishes all his sentences now? Pee-pee. Go save your go save your hat if you need to. My cat is <laughs> like, now. Your cat's trying to mount my hat. <laughs> you can go save your hat if you need to. Continue, you should, Tyler. You should save your hat. Think um, so it looks all right. And so I mean, it's just both games looked rough and they didn't look in good shape and they're both supposed to release this year and I don't think that's going to happen. If they're smart, they they're looking at releasing this this winter or I mean like in the fall for both of these titles. And, Our, it's like our cats are having a, a murderous whore. Don't worry about. I'll tonight. clean it up later, Tyler. My cat, my cat knocked over my droid developer Star Wars Lego kit. Sorry. This, oh, is, this podcast is not off to a good start. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I haven't been playing a lot else that I can talk about. So. Yeah, um, I mean, the problem with us. Having the erratic recording schedule and the reality of it is that the last time we did this was Friday, which means I've had like four days, days in which to play anything. Well, you went to a couple of events. Five this days week. today doesn't count though because I was at work all day. So, I mean, I haven't had. I did not have the day to play games, and one of the other days that I did have to play was dedicated to Game Club. So, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get to is I haven't really been playing much that would be that interesting. I played a couple hours of World of Warcraft. I played some more Broken Sword, which is still very good. Um, I found out that I supposedly, I don't know if it's true, but I heard the animation of Broken Swords all done by the guy that did Watchmen, hmm. which uh, would make sense of why it's awesome. Animation or art? Watchmen, like, the what? The, the animation, at least. So, Dave Gibbons? Yeah. That's what I was told. Oh, the art. Yeah, or ah. at least the art. Yeah, I don't know. At first I was talking... He, Dave that. Gibbons, from what I was told by a listener who sent, who sent me a code to download Broken Sword 2 from Good Old Games. Told me David Gibbons did worked on the games. Hmm. I worked on it, I believe. Animated seems like it's pushing it a little bit. No, he did. He did like the drawing for it and stuff. So that's what I was told. He just did it on a napkin and sent it into the developer. No, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, they, these games were super high budget. Oh yeah, no, I, I absolutely believe it's, it. It's just to who everyone would see them now, they'd be like, "What the fuck are these games?" But if you're like 30, you know, or close to 30, you probably remember those games. So you just depressed me a whole lot. What we are all here close to thirty, mm-hmm. so still depressing. Why? I, I don't know. What's wrong with being thirty? I don't know. Tyler, Tyler's got a girlfriend. She's what? She's like thirty, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She is thirty. And if I hope my girlfriend, she is infinitely more attractive than any of us. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. For you know. Thirty is thirty. People yeah. are not old when they're thirty nowadays at all. For real. This is true. So I mean, yeah, it's like back in the day where, if right now if Tyler was his age and his 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 wife, because she would be his wife, would be thirty, and this would be like her second husband, and she'd have like seven children, <laughs> like three of which would have died at birth. <laughs> so you know, it's like a totally, di- and she'd be like, you know, I got four more years to pop them out before I die. So it's a totally different world. Like six hundred years ago, Jesus. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, you know. Um, uh, you did go to some events this week. With stuff um, that you can talk about. Like, you went to the Namco. Yeah. I mean, I went to the Namco thing, which I guess just got unembargoed. But I, uh, I mean, without being too harsh to people who work in Namco Bandai, was, I didn't see anything that particularly impressed me whatsoever. So, I saw, like, one game that was, like, a XBLA game that was cool because it was 3D. But you also need, like, a 3D TV to play it if you want it to be 3D. Which <laughs> I thought you meant cool because it's, like, 
They actually have a game that runs 3D graphics. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, and then there's polygons. And then there's Tekken, there was Tekken there, you know, and that's a big deal to a lot right, of people. Right. But I don't really play fighting games, so that was lost on me. Do you see the PSP version? Uh, no. And Soul Calibur PSP was behind closed doors, so I didn't get to see that. Hmm. But I mean, from what I understand, man, if you're into those games and you have a PSP, they're looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Soul Calibur PSP looks really good. And so, I have no interest whatsoever in Tekken, but I know that a lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, I, a lot of people I talk to. I mean, you know, there's there's just people that are diehard, just like they're diehard Virtua Fighter fans. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm more in the Virtua Fighter camp than like for me, I was. Back in the uh, the mid '90s, it was like, oh, well, we have our place. We have PlayStation with Toshinden and Tekken, and I'm like, we have fucking Virtua Fighter. Yeah, we'll so take that, our non shaded polygons and like it. Thank that's you. That's that's what I'm saying. So I mean, it just depends what you like. And again, I'm not a fighting game person, and that was probably Namco's biggest showing was their fighting games. So that was kind of lost on me. But I also enjoyed checking out. Uh, I mean, I I saw the new Dead to Rights reimagining, and that's like it looks okay. And it's cool that you get to play as the dog now. And Every time pe- people say reimagining, I think of Zack and Mary. Well, I'm just saying it is it is a reimagining. Like it's it's not like acting like oh the other games happened. It's kind of like a reboot. No, yeah, so, I I, I get yeah, I don't. That. Want, but I haven't seen the movie, so I don't get the reference. That's all. I thought you saw Zack and nope, Mary. I did not. Uh, Justin Long plays a uh, a gay porn star that does erotic reimaginings with all male casts. <laughs> so, uh, so. Yeah, I mean, and it, start in such movies as Shut Your Mouth or I'm Gonna Fuck It. <laughs> it really redeems Justin Long. I'm sorry. Continue with your description. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I remember the original came out like back when the Xbox originally released. Right, and that one was fairly well received at the time. But then they kind of like drove it into the ground with other ones, from what I understand. Which, the is, why which is why they're doing a reboot. And it. It looks like okay, like it, it but it to me at this point it comes across as like incredibly cheap, like everything about it, like the animation looks like it was drawn by a guy that if you'd given him like two more days, he would have gotten like actual human movement right, but uh <laughs> like that didn't happen well, the first one is sort of notorious for for how awkward a lot of it seemed like it had the the stripper pole dance sequence, I think and it was like it's like extremely violent at times, but like funny violent because it'll be like as the dog. He'll go and bite a guy's throat and blood will go everywhere, but there's no, like, tissue damage that I could see. And there's, like, and as soon as they die, they turn, like, ultra super ragdoll. So, like, the dog would shake him and his fucking knee would come up and, like, touch the top of his forehead. That type of shit, you know? It was, it was kind of hilarious to watch. Um, I mean, it still could be a lot of fun, but I just hope they're, like, like no one has the illusions that they're trying to pose this as a AAA title because it's not. It's, like, a very much, like, if it came out and it was, like, 40 bucks... It could be something that I think people would check out. Which isn't going to happen. But yeah, like Dead Rights is one of those games that the guy at your high school or whatever that really doesn't follow gaming, like it's the one that he's always talking about, like, yo, dude, you've seen that Dead Rights game? You man? get to play as a dog, man. You rip out people's throats. Throats, man. So, yeah, it's, it, it looks it's like, like one of those games. It doesn't look terrible, but it definitely looks like it's being made on a budget to me. So, that's my honest opinion it's of like, it thus far. It's like one of D3's budget titles, like Earth Defense Force and shit. It needs a, it needs a lot of work, yeah, but Earth Defense Force knew it was a budget title. Earth right. Defense Force was such a good game. So I don't know that this game knows that it's a budget title. And then they had a, a Food Network Wii cooking game that looked okay. I mean, if you, especially if that's what you like. A lot of people love those. Mm-hmm. So, But I didn't really play that or check it out. Is there any more stuff from last week that you saw in Seattle that you can talk about now? I mean, uh... 
Did you I get guess. a chance to play Uncharted? I guess the embargo. No, they didn't have Uncharted there. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could talk. I saw Mag, and I now you know I got to play Mag. But uh, how's that? It's okay. I mean, I I just don't know how many people I was playing against. Like when I got the feeling I was playing it, we were only doing like an eight on eight. But I heard other journalists say that we were doing a sixty four on sixty four. But I don't know if that's true. Like I definitely didn't see that many people, and it didn't feel like that. The game has a lot of potential to be really cool if they can get the scale of it down and make the game run smooth with that scale. And I mean, if anyone's going to do it for the PS3, it is going to be those guys because they have such a pedigree. I mean, they were the first ones to take the PS2 online. You know, Super Interactive has... Well, in that kind of game. No, they were the first one to have an online PS2 game. I'm almost positive. Final Fantasy XI? No, this was the first one. I'm pretty sure it came out before Final The first SOCOM that was multiplayer? Final Fantasy XI is 2001. The first SOCOM definitely came out before Final Fantasy XI. I'm almost positive. For sure. So, I, I mean, I'm almost positive this is true. Arthur's going to look that up right now. So, I mean, and these guys come from a history of making military sims for the government and shit before they made video games for the public. So, but, uh, yeah, it looks like it could be okay. Now we're going to have a few moments of awkward silence. Cause no, well, I mean, you know, it, does it seem like it's going to be dependent on them getting the uh, the the scale up or does the basic gameplay hold up well enough to where the 8v8 was fun it was still fun yeah it's just like i just don't know uh i mean yeah it was still really a lot of fun i just yeah the way i you know the selling point of the game is being able to do big team battles and otherwise i don't know why i would leave other certain multiplayer games yeah like what i'm trying to wrap my head around is it's just how the the way they try to describe it is you know how they're going to handle it is you you will be fighting sort of smaller skirmishes within that is this how larger it is. battle right? right right you guys are but like then, but then the you know that begs the question well then what you know what's kind of the point if there's this battle going on that I'll never see right i mean to some extent you do see it like i guess squads in theory will run into each other while they're doing objectives and mm-hmm. maybe it'll maps will be geared to where everyone gets converged in one spot but yeah, from what I understood and the way they talked about it, they never do want it to be like where all 256 people are running around in the same area. Right. Because it'd just be too crazy. Yeah. Is their thought. You so. know, is, <clears throat> how how do the matches work? Are, are, are they like typical sort of deathmatch or territory no, matches? No, like the one I played was like it had a, progression. it had an overall objective of stealing a car and getting it out of there without it being destroyed. So you had to like capture an enemy vehicle as a army and withdraw it without it being destroyed. Hmm. And so they either had to protect the car or destroy it before it got back to safety. So it did have a little bit of a capture of the capture of the flag element to it, but it was it was different and along the way there always are constant objectives like your field commander, the guy in charge of the whole army might try and drop like airstrikes to help you out, but then like a uh, there might be an AA gun that you didn't see. So then your platoon commander can give like a quick order like take out that AA gun and uh you know like everyone thinks that they won't have a reason to do it but in this game they give you the reason that you get double experience anytime you kill someone around the current objective your commander sets for you mm-hmm. so so the commander this is an actual player who yeah is a, pl- a up, squad right? commander yeah no this is just like a guy leading eight people there are a bunch of squad like commanders a human, not an AI. yeah there's there's squad commanders then there are platoons so there's a squad is eight guys a platoon is 32 and then there's armies which are up to 128 people mm-hmm. and there's people in charge of each of those so, like, the 128-person commander, they're seeing the battlefield from more like a giant scale. And that's who's deciding, like, where to drop airstrikes and stuff. But the the little, like, squad commanders, the guys of eight people, they're the ones giving the orders, like, take out that AA gun and stuff like that. 
and and enabling double experience for their eight guys and stuff like that. Man, that sounds awesome. So that's how that they, sounds pretty cool. To that's me. how they encourage you to do like the yeah the stuff like you know in, in you know like if when you see it it is bright red and in general I did find that everyone would stick together and stuff like that. I mean because of the fact that you are getting double experience. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you got ten points per kill in Call of Duty Four or if you fought in this winter you got twenty. Right. It kind of helps. That helps keep the action focused yeah. as well. So sounds like a good way to handle those um, like FPS RTS hybrid ideas. Right, and that's know? what this is. I mean, there is a lot of leveling going on. Cool. Like, so, and the big thing is that with that game is it's supposed to have persistence, which I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. But they want it to be like where it is an ever evolving battlefield world, and I, I assume it'll probably get reset at some point once the faction yeah like does enough. But uh, yeah, cool. so every battle will matter in the scheme of things. Like who takes mm-hmm. land, and it'll supposedly have overall effects like. You know, like, oh, you guys captured a missile site, which will, in future battles, enable, like, something. Something like that. Like, mm-hmm. in-game benefits for factions that are doing certain, like, mm-hmm. very well. I might so. be wrong, but was um, Frontline Fuels of War, did they have a similar thing going? Frontline Fuels of War, I don't think they had... I don't think... I don't it, think they had persistence. They didn't have persistence, oh, okay. but they had the big-scale battles. Yeah. And they had squads okay. and all that, where you could spawn with your squad and stuff. Like, a lot of it does feel a lot like that, especially because... Even in this game, I think the storyline is you're fighting over oil. So, but oh. the storyline in this is much less significant. Like Frontlines had a very clearly defined single player. This game doesn't at all. This game mm. is multiplayer only. Oh, so. strictly multiplayer only. Wow. And this is from Zipper specifically, as opposed to an offshoot. Yeah, like the last SOCOM was done not by Zipper. So this is what Zipper's been working on the whole time. Did you get to see the PSP SOCOM? Uh, no. I don't know that that's being done internally, and if it is, it's being done by a tiny team, because I think most everyone's pretty dedicated to MAG at this point. So, um, I yeah. just want to play MAG so I can see like a whole shitload of para- paratroopers. That's like, the thing. It is cool when like you die and you down. parachute in. Oh, it's parachute in every time? It's no, no. Like there, there, it is only parachute in after a while. Like Within the first part, like because we hadn't taken out the AA gun, there was no potential to parachute in. Oh wow! Because the AA guns were still up, and that didn't allow. See, that's but once we cool. once we fought and killed the AA gun, it allowed us to. Sp- that was another reason they encouraged it because now it enabled you to spawn closer to the battlefield. Okay. Or like sometimes helicopters will come in and bring in a grouping of guys and then fly back out. Mm. Like, but yeah, when you do the parachuting, you actually do have control over your parachute, kind of like Medal of Honor Airborne, to yeah. where you're like directing yourself Rad. to a degree. So like, yeah, I would see like three of my guys and like one guy over here, and I'd be like, I'm gonna go help those three. So, <laughs> Um, cool. But yeah, I mean... Well, Mag. Did, did you find what you're looking for? I did. Which is that Final Fantasy XI came out in May of 2002, and SOCOM was August. So, eleven was first? Yes. eleven was first. Not by much, though. And it's hard to get a... Like, that's the Japanese release date for eleven. I couldn't find the American release date. Oh, oh see that? No, I can't, I can't find... Bucks. I'm am d- just saying I'm, I'm they they said in one of their in their presentation they were the first person to take the PS2 online. So the fuck is that? Hell no. I mean, it, SOCOM one did come out earlier than I thought. I thought that it was later than that. So so I'll yeah. So, they, that. so if anyone's going to succeed in pulling off a really big scale battle like that, I think it's those guys because I mean, literally, this is what they do. They make those type of games. They've been doing right. it for like 15 years. And, well, that sounds cool, man. It sounds yeah. like a, a a true like next gen version of SOCOM. Yeah, I mean, it still, I mean, I know it still needs a lot of work. Like, like I like how far off do you? Think I heard it is? I heard someone say that they thought it was this year, but that would surprise me. Like from the state, how does it look? the state I saw it in, 
uh, right now the graphics and stuff. I mean, granted, this is this is a pre-alpha build. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying that it's like a lot of it is still like very low res to keep the frame rates up and stuff like that at this point. But that's also because the draw distance, like they don't cut back on that. It isn't like I was like fighting in a huge fog of war like in front lines. Like you could see ridiculously was there a lot far. Of fog in front yeah, front lines had a lot of haze and a lot of levels. And if the only levels that didn't have haze was because it was like a city, so they could have your view obstructed by large buildings. So yeah, they didn't have a very much haze to it, but you pay for some things with graphical fidelity. But you know, I mean, they they'll do what they need to do to make it run playably. I'm right. Sure. I mean, to some extent, you can forgive certain graphical things if you're if the gameplay of playing with that many people is so cool and mm-hmm. unique. Definitely. You know, that's what it takes. So yeah, I'm just the last time they tried to do such a, a team oriented game on consoles. It didn't, which was a Quake Wars enemy territory. Like it didn't. Yeah, but this one, this one allows well. you, allows it to focus even more than Quake Wars did, and have your commanders dynamically changing the battle, which Quake Wars didn't allow you to do. Have you? And Quake Wars didn't have squads either. No, it know. was a much smaller affair. Yeah. I mean, I think this... And didn't have any persistence. That's what it's going to be a big thing, how they pull off that persistence mm-hmm. and whether or not they pull off yeah, that like persistence. Yeah, like if the persistence is really, really built in there and they they stick to the double exp- or the experience bonus for doing what you're supposed to, then that could really encourage it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it worked all right in the game we were playing, but I don't know. I find the game journalists are disproportionately likely to work together in situations like that. Well, especially that, when there's someone over your shoulder encouraging you to... Like, guiding you through the experience. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, I guess I really haven't been playing a lot outside uh, outside of that, just because I've been swamped. I haven't had very much time. Um, yeah, but I have previews of Mag and Infamous up on GameSpy currently. And a preview for Red Faction up tomorrow. And a preview of Red Faction up tomorrow of some sort. I don't know what it's going to be like yet, because it doesn't exist yet. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> It still needs to be created. Um, but yeah, I guess I man, I, it's kind of it's always kind of weird when you realize you haven't really been playing a lot of video games. Well, and yeah, so. it has it hasn't been that long since we recorded last and bullied it occupied day. Right. So and I gotta say we we need to move our recording days off of Wednesday, man, because I'm missing Lost tonight, dude. The very oh uh, Tyler, I didn't realize that. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's all good. That we would have made the kids wait until Thursday. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool because actually my Lost viewing experience is better on the web because right now can you see it on Hulu or something at least? Um, well, we go watch it on ABC. Okay. The day after. Uh, I mean, you, you, at least you can still watch it. That's all I'm saying. At least it'll probably yeah. be on Hulu soon. I think Disney. Is I'm just glad that you're not missing Hulu. it. Like I thought, if you missed it completely. I'd feel like no, a douche. No, no. So, all right, well, I think uh, since, you know, this segment's a little bit shorter than normal, but it's because of time and shit. I wish I wish I had been playing something creative and cool. I don't but, know. I mean, that was a lot on Mag. Yeah, yeah Mag I mean, sounds pretty awesome. Mag, I mean, Mag, Mag, Mag you play be, more than you think. You just need to be prodded in the right areas. Well, <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's just uh, sometimes I get burnt out and talking about it because I've already talked about Mag so much and written about it and thought about it, and I'm so tired. And but, uh, you should have like a list that you can read off and say, Mag is a game with a lot of players. <laughs> it's like a fifth grade book report. Yes. From now on, I'll just bring the fact sheets in and read exactly. those to you. So you want me to tell you about Mag? Press release. Mag is the most exciting action player experience to ever be released by Zipper Interactive. That's is really, it? How exciting is that? Is that really it? what the press release is? I don't know. Doesn't that sound like it might be? Yes, like, that's why I was asking. Um, so anyways, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about our E3 predictions as well as comment on some of the insane ones that you've posed to us.
<laughs> what the fuck was that? Is the sound I make when I'm breathing on your mom's neck? No. That is a personal problem. <laughs> to me, that's the thing. Like when you come inside and it's warm and it's really cold and frigid outside. Okay. You're like, oh, you're talking about coming inside from outside. I thought you were talking about something else. Dog. Oh. <laughs> we're just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so we're here to we we just got done talking about how our pod our podcast wasn't G rated. There you go. Um, <laughs> orgasms. So let's talk about our E three money shots. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about pearl necklaces and E three predictions. He's <laughs> gonna splash that shit in, randomly in things like that Kevin Nealon sketch from SNL. How he just like throwing subliminal messages all the messaging. time. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's talk about E3 predictions. Hit, hit us up with with some insane shit that someone said. Uh, do we want insane or do we want reasonable? I, I don't know. I like. I, I sometimes like the insane shit where people are like, it's going to be, Sony's going to announce the PS4, 5, and 6 at the same time. <laughs> and then they're going to announce a game where Sonic and Kratos finally get together and do it. Like I've always wanted. God, that would be really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. That is really scary. Um, okay, this is from DJ Shot. I think this is the one I was telling you about earlier. Um, that shows a masterful demonstration of contradiction. Uh, DJ Shot says, God of War will take over the show with some new footage, yet not coming out till November, January. Or Halo ODST pulling in the Xbox fanboys to be amazed by the same game rehashed again. Well, how, no, isn't that like he's saying that both of those games... Well, no, he he's uh, saying that God of War taking over would be amazing with new footage. But no, I thought he was saying that it wouldn't be amazing. He's just mocking the fact that that'll happen. I don't think he's mocking. I think he's being 100% serious. <laughs> no, but I thought I thought the way he wrote it, he was saying that it'll have amazing new footage or something, but people will take that and run with it rather than... Like, I'm not saying that he thinks either one's no, particularly deserving. No, he said Halo fanboys would be amazed by the same game over and over again. Oh. Thus implying that, while it's okay for there to be a God of War sequel... Halo expansion. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. I think Halo games are just as much the same game as every God of War game is. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm right there with you. That, 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 and that's okay, because both of those those games are fun. If anything, I'd have to say each Halo iteration adds more features. <laughs> oh, you know, snap. Gameplay-wise. Let's, but let's also clarify that uh, Tyler has never played through a God of War game. But I have played I, both of but, them. I mean... Never through them. I'm just being... I'm just... I'm just Putting that out there Playing in the sake. Advocate. No, I'm putting that out yeah. there in the sake of full disclosure. Full disclosure. Which is really surprising. We need to give you. We need to get you on that. On that train. I know. Maybe you'll leave here with a, a PS2. Maybe. Something. God of War. Yeah, my friends at home. Uh, my good buddy Danny at home, and he's always telling me, "Have you played God of War yet?" Every time he talks to me, it's like, "No, sorry." Have you ripped ripped heads off, bitches? It is intense. No. Just don't play it on hard. Right. There is a really angry cat on the back of my chair right now. Isn't All right, there? hit us up with a with a, a more like like thoughtful prediction. Some soothsaying. Um, let's see. There's one from uh, our good friend Matt Chandernay, who uh, predicts that the next Pixel Junk game will be more exciting to him than the majority of announcements from any of the major publishers at their press conferences. That's not even a prediction. <laughs> right. That's a self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he's leaving leaving in room for wonder. Wait, no. do you think is he talking about Pixel Junk One Four or maybe another? I Pixel think he's Junk talking about Pixel one Junk One Four. Four. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt, man, that the next Pixel Junk game will, ah, uh, especially a lot of people, I think, involved in the enthusiast press, 
a lot more than the big title games just because people in the that's almost exactly what happened last year as well with flower you know that that was another title that a lot of people came away talking about and um yeah i think it's just because you know as enthusiast press going to preview events and everything how many games have they seen that are like the racer or the shooter Mm -hmm. so when you see something that's like flower and actually pretty different it's a it actually does grab your attention in a way right that those same shooters and stuff often grab like a person that is involved in enthusiast press attention just because they don't see those things all the time you know what i mean so they aren't made part of the hype machine for that yeah. particular game right um let's see tubs red says the uh believes the psp will be shown fully for the first time he means the psp go i assume yeah which yeah i think that's a safe bet yeah, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure that'll be a big part of Sony's press conference. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the only the big thing that Sony thought that they were revealing because they've shown. So yeah, I mean, much I'm other sure they're still the holding back a weeks. few pieces of their PSP library that's going to go hand in hand with the announcement. Like, not only do we have the PSP Go, but here's like the first three games that are going right. to be downloadable only, and it'll be like, you know, some big games that we don't even necessarily know about, like PSP Sims or. Well, because I know even weird. some of those other studios, like you know. Some of the first party, like Sony Studios, they've been working on other things besides the big games we're hearing about. So maybe we'll. Well, Yeah, I mean, they they have a really huge commitment to PSN titles. That's what I'm saying. So maybe we'll hear about something that up to here has actually been closed mouth. People have been keeping their mouth shut about it. Yeah, I'm just curious as to what huge announcements they would have, they have left at this point other than the the new PSP. I know. No, I don't. I I can't imagine that there's much besides um, that either. A lot of people are still really holding their breath for a PS3 price drop. And I'm sure that PS3 Sony, price drop. I don't know that we'll see that, but uh, I'm sure that Sony will like internally is going back and forth, and will be going back and forth right up until someone walks out on stage, wondering if they can do it. Let's see a motion controller for PS2. I don't know. Wasn't there talk of that at some point? Motion yeah. controller coming out for the PS2 to reach the masses. I don't know what masses are left to reach with the PS2. It's still selling very well. Well, I, I know, but I mean. Can you really expect all of a sudden the PS2 to suddenly hit Wii numbers again? I mean, no, I'm just saying it doesn't need to sell the console anymore if they could sell a peripheral because the audience is already there. Maybe. Something, so, I don't know. Um, he also thinks we'll get more God of War 3 info, which is, I think, I think a pretty That's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll probably be the, the cornerstone of their PS3 stuff is an extended God of War 3 demo. Um, and just as my, my hope, more than a prediction... It would be really nice if this would be the time when Sony finally releases demos from E3, which they haven't really done Mm-mm. previously. Nope. Like Even a lot released... of times the Xbox one, though, like the Lost Planet one was kind of an exception, not the rule. As they... far as like releasing the demo that people were playing at E3. You know what I mean? Like That's what made it so cool. Well, yeah, but they've still routinely released several demos for every event that happens. Right, I'm and just saying. that's not something that Sony has really gotten behind. Yeah, it's just they demos aren't as big of a focus on the PS3. Know. It would be, it would be. I think, not only would it be nice, but it could move some systems if they released a God of War three demo in some capacity. I mean, there will already be certain good demos coming out before then, like before E three, the infamous demo will drop on the twenty first of May. Well, so, I mean, infamous comes out on the 29th. That's what I'm saying though. I'm just saying that there are demos coming for bigger games already. Yeah, so. well, I don't. I just don't put Infamous on the same level as I put God of War three. That's like their last big gun, with the possible exception of Gran Turismo. Oh, you mean for the year, anyways? Well, for fiscal year, I don't think it's coming out this year. Yeah, well, Infamous is pretty big. I don't know. 
if there's been go look at any site and see how many previews they've written for it. I'm just saying it is it has had a lot of time and hype and it's worth it in my opinion. So Did you play Infamous? Yeah. Did you and you didn't talk about it? I mean, go read. You can go read the preview I wrote, but really, it's Infamous is another one of those games that even though I haven't talked about it that much, it's been talked about to death. Right. So, I mean, yes, because literally, it's, but I like hearing your dulcet tones behind it. Yeah. Well, all I say is Infamous is 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 a game I will be buying day and date when it comes out, and even if I could have the option to get a free one, I will still pay for it. So that's how much I wow. like. Sucker Punch could use a win, people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. If I do get a free copy, maybe I'll try and give it away on the podcast or something. But I, for one, want to buy the game. Um, so. He makes some other predictions as well. He believes a Gears of War 3 announcement will be made. I, no. I mean, an announcement, maybe? No. No, because they don't want to so. take attention away no. from ODST this year. Well, that that and Microsoft has definitely demonstrated a uh, a tendency to announce stuff closer to the release date. Over That's what I'm saying. And I, and I think, hands down, ODST, they want all attention yeah. to be drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Before we get away from Sony, though, really quick, um, I just want to address: Do we think Trico is going to be shown at E3, or do you think they're no, going to hold that like one for Tokyo? No, I feel like that's a game that they a I don't think that's coming out this year because I think it would have slipped no. already. Yeah, and B, that's something that I feel like they'd re- announce or show at the Tokyo Game it'll Show. It'll either be shown at a Tokyo Game Show or it'll be shown at a special event where they fly In out Japan, a very specific like group of game press out for a very limited event. Yeah. So. Yeah. So no one here will be there for that. Hmm. I don't know. I might. So, GameSpy doesn't have that many employees. I'll buy for it. So you'll go into the into the octagon. Yeah, I'll fuck someone up. Um. Yeah, I I don't think there's going to be any any more God of War three announcements. I don't think it's coming out this year. I think it'll come out next February. But um, uh, Gears of War three will probably get announced next year around GDC again, and maybe that'll be multi platform. But I doubt it. I don't see Microsoft letting that one get away. Which yeah. is another prediction that someone made for some reason. Um, he says maybe we'll see a Wii HD, which is no not going to happen. Uh, and Half Life Episode Three shown. I don't think that's going to happen either. I mean, that's, maybe that's one that I put in my email to you guys saying like I mean maybe, maybe it could or I, I mean for all we know they could show Half Life Three Episode and Half Life Two Episode Three for the first time at at Leipzig. And it would be just as huge because yeah, not only f- would it be big here, but PC gaming mm-hmm. so exactly. huge in Europe. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Valve would pick something that's friendlier to PC gaming. And like, yeah, and Europe, Europe loves the PC. So I mean, they're not doing game convention in Leipzig this year. Is it going somewhere else? I don't know. I'm just saying. I just the, call big, it Leipzig. the big gaming convention in Europe would be a better place than here for Half Life Episode Three. Right. Um, let's see. I say bullshit on that. Show me some Half Life. Well, yeah, I mean, but even if they show it, the chances of it being done anytime soon are It could be done this year. Who knows how far it is along in development. Valve's another one of those companies that's good at being like, we're not going to show shit. I mean, the only reason I think we saw as much uh, Left 4 Dead and stuff we did is because EA was a partner on that. So Well, and also another company was, people knew that Left 4 Dead was coming. Right, that's what I'm saying. I just, I just think that Valve is another one of those companies that's actually really good at playing shit close to their chest. Yes. And making sure their employees do the same. So. Um, frequent contributor in the comments and friend of the podcast, Mitch Dyer, made a few pr- predictions. Um, he thinks Mass Effect 2 will be announced for release in holiday 2009, but because they're buyer, well, it'll, it'll actually hit in spring 2010. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think that Mass Effect is going to hit. They'll they're they're not going to announce a release date at E3, but they'll imply that Mass Effect is hitting next year. Yeah, I don't think Mass Effect's coming out this year. I think uh, Bioware's like in full fucking gear right now to work yeah. on Star Wars. Well, so, and also um, Dragon and Age. Dragon Age, but mm-hmm. I think and Dragon Age is a lot too. Going on. Dragon Age and Star Wars, I think, are their big pushes. And right just announced and we're gonna uh, see Mass, Mass Effect, Effect on the iPhone. Well, that's that's it's like more an like animated, an audio book, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an it's an. I I read that it's a shooter. Probably. It's an interactive comic. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. It's an interactive cartoon. It's like a Dragon Dragon Quest or Dragon. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I got the impression. Huh. Um, and plus, I don't think that I think that Bioware will announce early state that they're sure that they can hit, knowing what I've seen of their uh, their development process this time around. Um, let's see. He he makes that suggestion about it coming out this fall because there's seemingly nothing coming in 09 that's exclusive for Xbox. Microsoft will definitely want something as heavy hitting as Mass Effect 2 to make Christmas. Alan Wake. I, I mean, I don't think Alan Wake is going to be a huge game for Microsoft. I no, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think of excuse, excuses. Um, I think that we'll see stuff that we didn't know about. It seems like Microsoft is sitting on some announcements. So yeah, I would see. hope so, because right now, mm-hmm. I'm not too You're excited to have thing. my Xbox at the moment. In the, For the future. I'm saying I still love my Xbox daily. There's been an awful lot of excitement sitting on yourself for the Xbox. So, I mean... But I mean, at this time last year, was there a ton of stuff that we were expecting? That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I'm sure they have announcements. I'm just saying right now, at this moment, um, I don't know shit. He is predicting that Alan Wake will be announced for release in holiday 2009, but because it's Alan Wake, it will never, ever be released. <laughs> uh, I think we'll see Alan Wake this year. Um, it may come out in a, in a state that it could have used some more time in the oven, but I think it'll come out this year. I don't feel like Remedy can afford to sit on it for much longer. Continue. Okay. Uh, he believes Max Payne will be big during both Sony and Microsoft's press conferences. I don't think so. I don't think Max Payne has enough oomph behind it I feel like anymore. that's a Mitch Dyer personal desire. Well, yeah, and that's not to say that there won't be playable Max Payne on the show floor, because I'm pretty positive there will, and I'd be willing to bet that it comes out this fall. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't Max know about that Payne either. Is, is, is a really popular franchise. I'd, I'd have to say, like a lot of people would would be really stoked about that, and it might be one that they would want to put out in front. Maybe. I just don't know that it'll be playable. That would surprise me. I think it'll be playable. That's my that's my mini prediction for for Alan Wake uh, or for Max Payne. Uh, he believes Sony will tell us a bunch of shit we already know, which I I agree with. I think that Sony is going to talk about I think every company is going to say a bunch of shit we know and yeah. I predict that right. Nintendo will fillet themselves for a half hour um, <laughs> do you think uh, it's in front of Newsweek and stuff like that here's yeah. the big question on my mind like is Sony going to show home again because is home we still beta we do have beta? readers that are predicting that right. they will show home I again. Still beta, it's still beta right so, so they're going to show like here's home finally don't I mean there's some kind of cool stuff I would just like to take a second and say that don't get me wrong I do like Nintendo I actually met the woman who's basically replacing Perrin Kaplan today, and she was very nice. So, which one? The one that did the press conference last year? No. Oh. Moving okay. on. Uh, <laughs> he says Nintendo will embarrass themselves. Bad with names. Sell a hojillion copies of whatever shit they're hawking. Um, that is probably a good, a good call. <laughs> but let's see. We, uh, I, I expect a lot of Wii Motion Plus. That's true. Stuff. We're going to see a lot of emotion. Like, for, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 
during the press conference for Nintendo, we see a live demonstration of Red Steel 2 using Wii Motion Plus. So that is actually a good a good prediction. I yeah, I mean that's why they announced it today. They made it official, so that going into the show, they already because they already knew Nintendo Power was breaking it. So, uh, but I think that you know the press release that came out about Red Steel Two was all talking about how it's the first title Ubisoft's developing to be integrated with Wii U Motion Plus, and I think they're going to try and recapture some of that essence they had when they first showed it before the Wii launched. They're going to kind of bring that vibe and show how it's how it's come along. And I hope for their sake it's actually come along. And it's not anything like the piece of shit they published a couple of years back. Your launch goggles have been completely removed in regards to Red Steel. Yeah. Man, that game was a piece man, that game was a piece of junk. Yeah, it was a piece of junk. You go and find it at GameStop now and it's like it's like, please take this. <laughs> yeah. They'll pay you to take and, it. Yeah. Man, I I remember that E three, man. That that you know, that was the first time they were showing the Wii. They were letting anyone play it and the line for Reds to like to play Red Steel was ridiculously long. I, I probably waited in line like an hour and a half. It's like a Disneyland play. ride. Yeah. Pray, but it'd be like ride. Disneyland ride where at the end they just slap you in the face. <laughs> Welcome to the happiest place on earth, bitch. With their penises. <laughs> Dolls for everyone. Oh, man. Oh, uh, okay. I hope it's good because, I mean, it sounds like a cool concept, like swords and guns. I wanted to like the first game so yes. much. I tried to play like seven hours of it because I wanted to like it, but I just couldn't. Right, yeah. I think everyone is the same. So it's like when we're shitting on the game, it's not like we're trying to shit on Nintendo Wii games or anything. It's just like, no, it was I mean, we really can do that. A bad game. Although the last Wii game I played that I didn't like, it was the Waggle was the only thing I did like about it. I there are Wii games I like. I love Zack and Wiki. I still want a Zack and Wiki two. Capcom, make a Zack and Wiki two. I know you thought about it. Do it. And then they looked at the sales numbers. No, they still thought about it though. They still think about it. Zack and Wiki two make a porno. In the scheme of, <laughs> I don't. I, but if they make it, I guarantee. I don't think that's even legal. I guarantee you, it won't be called Zack and Wiki two. It'll probably be called something like We Adventure, so. Or We Venture. No, I just think We Adventure. And speaking of Capcom, you know they've they've been announcing a ton of games, and also we you know they've said that that there's still two more to announce at E3. Yeah, I mean Dead Rising will be playable at E3, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and Dark Void, of course, will be playable. Did they announce that Dead Rising is multiplatform? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I want to say yeah. But... Multiplayer has been confirmed. I don't know about multiplatform. Co-op. Yeah, that so, should be interesting. Loving that up to idea. Seven thousand zombies on screen at once. Yes, which they showed. I thought the picture of him with the uh, the big moose head on his head, ramming through, ramming through zombies, was sweet. <laughs> Shut up, cat. And then there was like a that my my boss was telling me in a part he saw, he definitely saw like a, a motorcycle that had had two chainsaws yeah, attached on the sides, and he Whoa. just drove through crowds of zombies chainsawing them. And it's not like procedural <laughs> cutting or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so like now if you cut them like diagonally across the head, it it'll slice off, off diagonally yeah. across the head. That's awesome. So, I mean, who cares that it's not especially inventive and in adding anything new? It mm. just does it better. Yeah. I'm okay well, with that. I, I don't know. I... As long as it has better save systems. They're non-committal on the save system. That's the thing that surprises me. They're like, you know, we know that a lot of people seem to complain about the save system, but then other people understand that it's there. I don't know. I figure they probably still got some very important Japanese developers who have a lot of sway. And so if they don't want to do it, it's not going to happen. I don't think people are going to forgive Dead Rising 2 if it has a bad save system again. And Capcom will laugh all the way to the bank. In poor standard def text. (laughs) Or anyone with a standard Dev TV can't read. Yeah, shit. Brian Scott. 
doesn't have an HDTV, doesn't have a PS3. We should use some of that donation money and buy Ryan Scott an HDTV. Fuck that. What the hell? <laughs> Ryan, Scott is, Ryan Scott is a rival podcast. If I use any money to do anything, it's going to be fucking bomb Ryan's house. <laughs> this is all sorts of bad news on my chair right now. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, let's see. Okay, we have predictions from Zyax, who we've heard from before. Sounds like uh, a drug. It does sound like a drug. I was like going to say that as well, yeah. I could use some Zyax right now. Uh, number one, Kid Icarus will not be announced. This is a suppository. No shit. It's a suppository. <laughs> Zyax is, is a suppository for depression. Yeah. Uh, PSP Go announced. No shit. Uh, PS3 different bundle announced in lieu of price drop. I always I, I feel like that's a no-brainer, but it's probably true. There will probably be another PS3 bundle announced. In like 10... Well, there wouldn't be any PSP bundles then, I guess. No. <laughs> Probably no more. Remember no. last year at E3, there was like three different bundles there. I don't know. I wouldn't Maybe they could do like a announced. PSP Go bundle bundled with Patapon downloadable. Yeah, that's true. Damn it. Because, well, and that, that actually might be a good idea, like a good way to get consumers comfortable. To check out the PSN store. Yeah. That way they understand mm-hmm. that it exists. That's um, a good idea. Sony, uh, that you, one's for free. Arthur, don't pet my cat when your cat's sitting on your lap. It's like asking to have blood drawn. I'm scared. Yeah, well, PP um, was there first. Modern Warfare 2 footage, which I think is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, mm. I can see that. Um, someone else made this prediction as well, but I'm predicting that it'll be I mean, shown if, during Microsoft If nothing else, if they don't show it during a press conference, what it'll be is they'll do it uh, by appointment to all the major game publishers, and then sometime during E3, you'll see B-roll footage show up on all the major trailer sites. I think... Uh, so. I think Microsoft will be paying them a fair amount of money to have it appear in their press conference because yeah. it's such a, a juggernaut at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. They know that everybody's loved their, their presentation in the past with the sniper level, the first yeah. Modern Warfare. That was really cool. I mean, I'm curious to see it. I really enjoyed Call of Duty 4, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to know whether or not it's going to be called just Modern Warfare 2 instead of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I think it's just called Modern Warfare 2. Modern yeah. Warfare yeah. 2, yeah. So that's... they'll just permanently drop it. Yeah. Affirmative. <sighs> oh. He thinks Microsoft's Magic Waggle controller will reappear. I don't think I, so. I was thinking about this. Possibly. Maybe. No. Bundled with a game. Maybe. Some, some kind of casual game. Like, for one thing, like, you know, Microsoft always has a part in their press conference where they bust out some casual game that, you know, Sony. They, they completely. Going back to Sony for a second, with. actually, Sony could win over a lot of goodwill with me if they were to uh, show off the PSP, the PSN, like, camera games that they showed a while back. Like, remember there was that one that was, like, Family Pet? There was a and pet it was like, one, yeah. it was, like, the crazy uh-huh. pet that you could pet through yeah. the camera and interact with through the camera. I feel like they that stuff got cut off when they cut their R&D budgets. I don't know. I don't think that that has anything like, to do with R&D. like, let's cut all this stuff. We need to get this home I don't now. think it has anything to do with R&D at this point, because the technology already exists. It's just people well, developing for it. those were all tech it. demos, though. They weren't really full-fledged game concepts. But I'm saying, so you, the, 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 the technology already exists, so now you just give that to companies to develop with the PlayStation Eye. So I'm just saying I would I would My, like to see more PlayStation. I don't I know games. how many PlayStation eyes there or PlayStation eyes there are out there. They're they're so cheap though in the scheme of things. PlayStation eyes they're fairly they're much more reasonably priced. Yeah, they just never moved like the eye toy did. Well, neither did the PS3 in the intent. So from I'm what saying, I understood true. though is that this pet game was going to be like 
their flagship title, like you know what what they would really hope to sell PlayStation I. Yeah, like, I and I would buy, I would buy a PlayStation I to to play yeah. with a fake pet. I would neglect my own pet to play with the digital pet. So it'd be like the closest thing to having a real Pokemon. Just kidding. Let's continue. Is she giving you the stink eye over my shoulder right now? No. Uh, She's kind of asleep. He believes we'll see Halo ODST footage. Again, that's sort of a big no shit. I'm pretty sure that there will be ODST footage during Microsoft's press conference, including a bit of a playthrough, but there will never there be a demo. There can't not be. There will never be a demo for that game, which I saw someone else predict. There's never been a Halo demo prior to release. Um, do you? Speaking of Halo, do you think uh, we're going to hear of uh, Peter Jackson's Halo project? Is that even existing? Oh, I'm sure it's existing. I mean, that's... Is that a thing? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. I just don't know when we're going to see it. Yeah. Could be one of the big surprises. I think it'll happen next year. I feel like Microsoft is trying to prime it so that there's a Halo... Something Halo every every year. year. Yeah. And since Halo Wars actually sold better than I expected it to. Than everybody, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though no one is playing the fucking thing online. Right. Um, I think that we'll hear about it next year. I don't think we'll hear about it this year. Uh, and finally, Duke Nukem Forever to use Crytek 3 engine, which is a funny joke. Maybe we'll see Duke Nukem Forever. Maybe. Like, gameplay. Don't look at me like that. I'm not I'm not looking at you incredulously. I'm looking at the person that wrote that. Uh a lot of obvious predictions from him. Um, <laughs> Jason has some very wishful thinking. I predict Sony will steal the show with the following announcements. A PS3 price drop, a fall release schedule with Ratchet and Clank in September, Uncharted 2 in October, and God of War 3 in November, and Fat Princess will be available for download during the Sony press conference. Fat Princess is still a ways off, I bet, but it, I think it could be like an end-of-summer release. But, uh... It would be a good. You know, I mean, I guess maybe we could see another announcement from Sony of a Ratchet and Clank game because I don't know. I thought it was pretty much confirmed that I mean, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I mean, that would be a big announcement during the press conference, Mm -hmm. though, because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's Insomniac doing since the end of Resistance? Time travel, right? That's what the new Ratchet and Clank game is. Yeah, well, it'll be a follow up to to the the last one. Well, yeah, but even the DLC, it'll mainly be a follow up to the the actual retail release, which is awesome because it was Um, great. Uncharted 2 is probably November, not October. I think I think it's probably November, yeah. I don't know. And God of War 3 is not coming out this year. So, you know that for a fact? I'm... In my heart, I know so that. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going, that's a prediction, not Arthur stating something like he read no, it somewhere. No, I, I, I'm not saying I saw that somewhere else. I'm just saying that I, I'm... I mean, it doesn't need to. The, the, the thing is, is that even a lot of publishers have been talking about now how they're, they are starting to learn that it's dumb to release in the November, December season. Like it helps sales for sure. But over 200 games came out last November or something like that. You know, it's like they just got buried. So I think a lot of people are like trying to look for like, I mean, that's why we're seeing things like red faction that might've gotten held off and Capcom releasing half of their stable in the first half of the year instead of 90% of it in November. Right. And and just other companies in, in general too, like, you know, infamous coming out, like all these things that, like our games that aren't necessarily super huge in the public eye and they're releasing them during summer instead of like people would always try and hold even games that weren't necessarily like the biggest games till November. And that's like a terrible idea. I don't know. Cause in theory, like 
infamous could do okay right now and then get a second breath during the holiday right. season, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? So, Agreed. We, I mean, we'll see also. I bet you we'll probably see uh, maybe a trailer or something there for maybe the next Ghost Recon game. Yeah, that, yeah, that has there been are, announced. There are a lot of Ubisoft predictions. Next Ghost Recon. Um, Ghost Recon 4. Ghost Sorry. Recon, maybe another trailer for another End War. Who knows? Uh, we were going to see Splinter Cell Conviction at Microsoft's press conference. Yeah, yeah, that's been announced for this year as well, holiday. Yeah. You, that's your prediction that we'll see? Uh, it's actually been implied pretty heavily elsewhere, but that's another prediction that we're gonna of mine that we'll see Splinter Cell Conviction at the press conference. And it'll look much different visually than we last saw it. Mm-hmm. Might even be a completely different game. I think Concepts that they'll stick to the same concept. You think so? The whole beard? Um, bearded? The the jaded, grizzled. Maybe we'll find out what Game Relic's been working on because I believe they've been working on a totally different game that's not an RTS, at all. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. Maybe we'll find out what that is. I mean, yeah, because it's not. It wouldn't be the first time Relic, you know, also made. uh, I don't know if it was a launch title, but it definitely came out in the launch window. The outfit was a Relic game. So for Xbox 360, that was a like May or April or May after the 360 launch. Right. So just a few months. So I'm saying maybe we'll find out what Relic's finally been working on, because from what I've heard, it's a project that is a step in an opposite direction from just cranking out Warhammer and games and co-games. So that could be interesting. Um, Martin, as I was saying, says Ubisoft will finally show material beyond Good and Evil 2. Mm, I, w- I would like if that were to happen, but I don't know. And I don't know when it, where it would be shown, maybe in the Sony one. Maybe just on the showroom floor in a, in a special Ubisoft presentation. I think that we'll, some people will be shown some Beyond Good and Evil behind closed doors, but I don't think yeah, that that might be some VIP. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe if you work for Game Informer or something and right. you're getting the yeah. exclusive. So I, I just I, Oh, I mean, there's no way that Beyond Good and Evil is coming out this year. I'll fucking, right here, hands down, if it comes out this year, I will I will do something drastic. Like, I don't know. But something will happen. I will give like a penny to every person I see at PAX who recognizes me. <laughs> that means I'll have to carry on a backpack full of pennies. Just in God. case. Anthony will be the guy you see crawling under the weight of a sack full of I'm just of saying, I would, I would do something. There's no way that game's coming out this year, is the point no, of it. it, well, it no, would, it would be a real disservice to it. And I hopefully Ubisoft realizes that, that, it, that Beyond Good and Evil needs to be released not in the fall. <laughs> People said last time on the podcast they could hear the farts. They were slightly audible at times. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I told you. Well, it's because slowly I'm working on a fart tape. I expect a dedicated <laughs> fan to uh, cut all of the farts out that, that like Tyler's Easter- constantly doing. They're like Easter and eggs. Then, and then yeah, string, all together, Tyler's string together all of Tyler's farts it's into the a one fart tape. It's so, the cats. <laughs> I had told Tyler one of these days I would educate him on duck calls. So. I have to practice it. See if I can... Uh, we will probably see the next Grand Theft Auto DLC. Although I don't know if it's actually going to release this fall. Maybe. I don't know. Man, I would love some of that. I mean, I, mean, I don't know that time. Rockstar feels pressured to make any announcement to E3. Um, I think they're contracted to release another Rockstar or another Grand Theft Auto DLC. I mean, DLC 2K, it's not like 2K is nothing. 2K's 
got a Bioshock that they can show now as well. They could probably show more Bioshock. Borderlands, or, or they'll probably, or, they or they'll probably let us go hands on. I'm really Bioshock looking forward. For the first time. I, I think Borderlands will will finally see the light of day again this year, and I'm really curious to see what it looks like. Borderlands, they just they've been announcing stuff about it. Like well, they, yeah, but they haven't really shown much from it. Well, they they, showed, they like, completely a changed. Yeah, they changed the visual style completely. PC Gamer had the exclusive in their most recent issue. Yeah, I know, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it in motion. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there has been information released on it. You just got to look in exclusive venues for it. Uh, some people are saying we're going to see a new dashboard update for the 360 involving the NXC and avatars. I don't think so because the turnaround is too soon from the last update. You think they might expand friends lists finally? No, from a hundred people, I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. They said that they've been working on it, and I believe I, that they. Have. I believe maybe they've been working on it, but I honestly think that it is a, a, a extremely small minority of people that a hundred people becomes an issue with. Right. And the only thing is that that's an issue between people we know, because just of the nature of the job they have. Yeah. That's not an issue. It seems like it's a big deal to people like us. Because it's such a because we know people, but it's I not like you. more than two person chat or anything like that. Like right. that's something that lots of people will get something out of. But yeah, and I just don't think that it's it's probably low on the priority list. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious about what we'll see about as far as DS goes. You know, because DS games genuinely like always excite me. I think we'll so. see a lot of DSiWare. Like, really disappointing-looking DSiWare. I don't think it'll necessarily be all really disappointing. I mean, there's a lot of shit in Japan that's actually pretty cool that it's unfortunate that DSiWare is actually region-locked out of all the handheld stuff, because, you know, handhelds traditionally aren't region-locked, but DSiWare is. It'd be kind of cool if, if, like, with the DSiWare, that's something really neat that they could show something brand new at E3 and also say, and this is up, you know, ready for you guys. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, I think maybe we'll see some DS games that at least maybe a couple of games that actually are like the first games that are DSi focused, perhaps. Mm. Like I know that a couple of companies are working on games that are going to be DSi focused. So using camera, the camera and shit. So I don't know. Uh, the vamp predicts that star Wars battlefront three will be, he says announced. I think that he means shown cause it was announced. Yeah, It is announced. It's, it was de facto announced quite a while ago. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I'll I mean, be sad when I see it because it will not be, the stuff that Free Radical showed, which was fucking amazing. I mean, it'll still be cool, I bet. But yeah, I mean, Free Radical got moved off of different projects. So. Well, but, the, I mean, the stuff that I saw of Battlefront, like, that made it impressive, god damn you, uh, is stuff that Free Radical took with them when the, the project was removed. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, you know, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that the game that they come up with on their own might not be equally awesome. I mean, the Battlefront games have been pretty awesome as far as console, like that type of console, mm-hmm. yeah. mass battle type, and battlefield type game goes. We're due for a new Battlefront game. Uh, DeAndre says Sony will announce the PS3 Slim. I don't think so, DeAndre. Uh, Microsoft, <coughs> Microsoft will announce a new 360 SKU that will replace the Elite. I think that's possible. I, don't yeah, think I mean, be... I see no reason why I should object to that because at this point I'm always like, they're done announcing SKUs. No, they're not. No. I mean, if anything, the big thing I could see maybe Microsoft doing is announcing a price drop to one forty nine for the arcade. On the arcade. I, I don't think that they're going to get rid of the Elite because wasn't a GTA well, I, Four bundle. It's not so much getting rid of the Elite so much as replacing the Elite with a new SKU. Like so, just calling it something else. But I don't. Hmm. I I don't think we're going to see a price drop on the three sixty because Microsoft just posted some not impressive numbers financially. And they don't really need to drop the price. Mm-mm. 
I predict that we could see some pretty cool iPhone games come out of E3 as well. You think? So, yeah. I think that there are a lot of companies that are more and more starting to develop it, and maybe we'll see some coming out for some of those. Um, let's see. He also predicts Nintendo will drop the Wii's price to 200 That's not happening. Not here. There won't be a Wii price drop in the States for a while. I predict that Sega will unveil its new console. <laughs> God, that's not funny. What uh, about Go Live? Do you have think a box we're over see there some, with uh, dead Sony Sega console. Oh, live on live. Go, um, I'm on sorry, live. on live Go Live. On I mean, live. on live. I'm positive they'll make another appearance yeah. there. Maybe I, some um, more games from other publishers, or maybe maybe making some... themselves actually more available to press this time to talk to them about what the features are like. I don't I, know. I, yeah. That would be nice. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> they'll be there for sure, though. They, I, I have no doubt. Yeah, I don't know that they'll be super playable, but they'll be there. Um, and they'll try to announce a big, a big partner. And then, you know, there will like on minor things, there will be like showings of a bunch of games. Everybody already knows about like, no doubt EA will be showing Dante's Inferno some more, Mm -hmm. probably letting people go hands on with, uh, brutal Brutal legends. Dead space extraction. Dead space extraction will probably finally be hands on. Uh, you will not see dead space Two, However, No. no, I mean, that's, they're probably holding that for next year. Uh, Twisted Metal PS3 will be officially announced as another one of his uh, predictions. That's a good one. It could be, you know, David Jaffe's next. Yeah, I, I, it'll be a PSN game, if anything. I have a sneaking suspicion. I can see I it as a full no, retail no, release. No. He's, he's said in interviews already he's making something that's approaching Blu-ray size. I saw so, him in, a, in the Hip Hop Gamer interview. I wouldn't mind a, another one, because I haven't played one since PS1 days. So I wouldn't mind... Uh, Rockstar's exclusive PS3 game will be shown. Maybe. Oh, that's right. I forgot they had an exclusive. I don't think it's deal. LA Noir because I don't think that game is ever coming out at this point. I don't point. think so either. Um, I'm trying to think if there will be any cool like PC exclusive announcements. Unfortunately, I think most of the PC exclusive games we see will all be from like companies like 1C and stuff. Or actually, you know, as far as like kind of more obscure games that people actually really care about, though, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually finally saw the 360 Sturmovic game. Finally, the Battle Over Britain one, which actually looked awesome. We will not be seeing the Witcher console version since those are canceled right. now. That's that's kind of heartbreaking. That I know. That is, I'm really bummed Speaking about. Speaking of more cancelization, was World in Conflict finally killed for the 360? The uh, RTS, yes. that's yeah. Finally, ah, I just wanted to play that one. Well, that's another PC RTS game that you can borrow if you actually get a PC. Yeah. So, um, do you guys have any other predictions? Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I predict me and Tyler will do a, uh, a couple of podcasts during the E3 show together. Since Arthur probably won't be going, it'll probably. I don't know. Arthur doesn't know if he's going yet or not. It'll probably be me. Well, that's gonna. We're gonna have to find cat sitters. Um, we'll we'll be. Oh, so you're hoping I don't go? So I'm kind of hoping Arthur doesn't go, so the cats get fed at least every once in a while. Otherwise, Actually, the, the 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 hotel that I reserved is pet friendly, so. You want to go? They're, they're cat but that would friendly. require driving down with cats, and then my cat would freak out and shit everywhere. Oh, really? Arthur's your cat would throw up everywhere. Well. Mr. Nigel drives well. Is that the name of your cat, Mr. Ni- Nigel? Well, Nigel, but call him Mr. Nigel. I think it should be renamed to Mr. Nigel right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I there won't be any new hardware announcements other than the PSP two at the C three. I know that some people are saying that they're expecting Microsoft to release a new console or announce a new console because of they said that their announcements will change the way that people view entertainment 
but I think that that's just going to be them showing more stuff in the vein of one versus one hundred. Right. That's what I was, I was actually going to call it. <laughs> one versus one hundred exactly um, to example. Yeah, yeah. I there. That's just them trying to crack the mainstream more with services on mm-hmm. Xbox Live. I think I don't. I don't think Microsoft is in a financial position to release another console. Do you think do you guys think we might see a crisis for consoles? While well, my mind is thinking about PC to console um, ports. No. I think that we would see that at the Lipsig equivalent rather than E3. Something like that makes a little more sense. Just because that's where that's their geographic neck of the woods and they have their hands full with engine mm-hmm. stuff right now. Yeah, no. Balls. Mouse. It exists. I just don't think we're going to see it. Uh, Cody H wanted to know if we think that the swine flu is going to affect E3. <laughs> Actually, didn't you see all the stories on all the fucking shitty websites about how swine flu is confirmed not to work to affect E3? So all the shitty websites. Yeah, you're naming names or anything. No, I don't know. It might be a, for all I know. It's on my own site. So <laughs> I'm just saying that swine flu stories are dumb. Like the fact that that even makes it onto websites. In a, in any way that isn't joking and making fun of it is sad to me. I don't know. That's fucking investigative. I mean, fuck. It might yeah, that, as well is, have that is some investigative flu. video game journalism right there. It might as well have been swine flu at the end of GDC. So and so said E3 won't be affected by swine flu. Type it up. Get some clicks. Five dollars. Photoshopped image. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for predictions. We're gonna take another. We're gonna take another break and come back with letters. So it's not kosher. We're back on but it's fine. What were you saying, Tyler? I was saying it's not kosher to ask. I, I don't. I'm pretty. Un, you know, I don't know shit about dig, so it's pretty uncool to ask dig power. Yeah, digger. publicly asking digger? for people to game your dig submissions is generally in some ways, I, in some ways I think the idea of a dig power user is kind of shady in its own. Yeah. Way. Power user. Yeah, literally, because you go and look at like. Go look at this user and look at every story they've digged and see how many digs it gets compared to, like, if Arthur and I were to dig something that could be equally cool. Like, they just they just wield some fucking magical power over nerds. As of now, all our stories have negative numbers of digs. Just because so, of this. They're like, right a, they're like the fucking Illuminati of the nerd world. Ah. That, is, that is pretty much exactly what they are. So. Um, so did you want to start with a letter? Uh, yes. So, talk for a second. Uh, I actually have a couple of comments, and this is in reference to some of the Fallout stuff we talked about in the DLC. Uh, Casual Alcoholic says, I'm sad that Fallout 3 on PS3 was one of my favorite games last year, and I really want to experience the additional content. Time exclusives are one thing, but the fact that it'll never get the get to experience that content saddens me. Um, and then there are some other people that agreed and that were upset and feel like and use the word money hats and exclusives thrown around. As far as my understanding is, goes, it's not... 
just like with the version of Oblivion on PS3, it's not a exclusivity deal. It's a technical issue. Um, just like they had a really hard time integrating DLC in the PS3 version of Oblivion due to the way that the PS3 handles downloadable content and the way that it handles content in general. It's just not something that they can get working. So it's not Bethesda or Microsoft that's keeping it from happening. It's just the nature of the PS3's architecture and a multi-platform game. This is Arthur's. No, I mean, that's Bethesda has said specifically that they could not get DLC working on Oblivion. I know, but I'm just saying that you don't know that that is 100% the fact of uh, why they don't do a Fallout. I'm just saying you're presenting it like this is... Well, there, but there's never been any fact. talk whatsoever from... I'm just saying it's this is Arthur's opinion and his logical conclusion. I'm just saying it's not necessarily... Well, but also it's fact that there's been no evidence whatsoever that there's any exclusivity deal with... I know I'm just I know I'm just saying that you make it sound like you just sometimes make it sound like you're speaking with the air of authority like someone told you this from Bethesda or something which people could believe since you were just in England. So, but that's not the case. And someone else asked if you'd be able to get back into the vaults to get the bobbleheads that you missed and I asked that question and they looked at me like I was a retard and insisted that you could always go back to get any bobblehead. There's one though that No, I there's yeah. two that you can never get again. Oh, there's two. Yeah, the one in the Enclave's main base where the president is, and the one Vault 101. So I so I have a letter. Okay. Okay. This is from Enzo. I won't read his last name. Um, Enzo, because that's already... Is he from Italy? I don't know. He doesn't say where he's from, actually. Hey, I've been listening to Rebel FM ever since the GM podcast you guys were on started to suck when you left. I have recently broken up with my GF, and me and her played video games together a lot. He spelled it a little wrong. I just like reading misspellings. Because um, you're a jerk. Most of my favorite games, I only own an Xbox 360, such as Dead Space, COD4, RE5, Peggle, Gears of War 2, Fable 1, Midnight Club LA, Halo 3, and many more Xbox 360 titles I can play because... I, I think he meant to say I can't play because they remind me of her and I nearly burst out in tears every time I look at the cover art. I was wondering if you guys knew any good, diverse games that helped me escape my life. In parentheses, not WoW. Wow. <laughs> I I feel his pain. I do. I've had stuff ruined for me by exes. I don't own Death This Space. is why a wise person once told me you never have a song with a girlfriend. It like, will definitely Don't ever have a song it. or a band that's like your guys' thing. Yeah. It's just like, don't have things. I never... Don't have fucking... Don't share things with them. That's my best advice to you when you get involved with someone. I've had the same girl uh, ruin the second half of the second season of Dexter for me, and uh, Dead Space, actually. I'm just saying you, uh, you know... So wait, let me get this straight. Like bang him and don't talk to him. (laughs) Was this... (laughs) I'm sorry. Come on. Okay, Jay-Z. Was his girlfriend into gaming, and it's like, that's what he's saying? He's associating these games? Yeah. Because I didn't... First, I didn't get the connection that there was... Any sort of parallel? No, I, at all. I, yeah, I think I think it was just that I I think what he was trying to say, and he just maybe he was crying when he wrote it or something. I, don't I know. think that he's from maybe from Italy or something. Yeah, I mean, either way, it was just that I think these games are these were obviously activities. I mean, basically, uh, I mean, there's a lot of games out there off of the diverse catalog that he named. He didn't say Left for Dead in there, so I don't know. And that'll make you make new friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe try some Left 4 Dead or... Viva Pinata. I don't know why you're so against World of Warcraft. Um, well, he has an Xbox. 
he said. Might, he not, might not have a, have a decent game in PC. Uh, um, mm. Viva Pinata is a good a good game to completely suck your life away. Maybe you should start playing some fucking handheld games and get outside and enjoy. Places so wait, you want him to go outside and then have an object that forces him to not look at anything but that object? I'm just saying, get out, have some sunlight. Maybe they have the potential to to meet a new girl who will see that you're playing games and maybe ask you what you're playing. I mean, to me, if you you know, if we want to get real here, it sounds like we got some code codependency issues going on. Like, why does Doctor Tyler is in <laughs> right? Why does, does his enjoyment of line? these games rely so much on the fact that you know he enjoyed them with this girl as well and. Now they're not together. I guess anymore. I can see like, it. if he just broke up with her, though. Number one, it's just you, like it's just like, like who knows the, the conditions of what they broke up. Maybe she like, yeah. maybe she totally fucked him over. Like maybe well, for all we know, he came home and he was like, man, all I want to do is play Midnight Club L.A. And he comes home and she's playing Midnight Club L.A. while she's doing his best friend or something like that. <laughs> so now it's like literally like the worst. I, I, I mean, I, I understand why it's funny, but I totally understand where he's coming from, and I've, I've been no, there. So do I. I mean, uh, there are totally things I like Arthur saying that I've had completely ruined for me so it's like i as far as games you should play i don't know i mean honestly how about you go trade in those fucking games that remind you of her and you go pick up something new that you and her never had together yeah like maybe this is your excuse to get a ps3 so uh you know or i'm just saying or just go trade in a couple of those games that remind you of her and go pick up something that's coming out then she go get infamous when it comes out but you need a ps3 to do that so uh i don't know yeah, man. Totally or, switch know, tracks. I mean, Trade in everything. Trade in the Xbox and renounce just go your, Renounce gaming. Sometimes yeah. the best medicine is to just go and, and do those things without them. Like, find find really good friends and have them go through it with you. And that'll help rob some of the associations that you're making with I her. say you trade in the games and you get some games that interest you. Trade in fucking Midnight Club LA and pick up Burnout Paradise. So Definitely be better off anyway. Yeah. That one. I'm just saying. Whatever, uh... I mean, as cool as it sounded that this girl played video games with you, uh, you just need to lurk some IRC and find some other girl. And this also establishes that sometimes it's good to have different interests than the people that you're dating. It's true. I mean, it, you know, we all dream about finding some girl who's going to play video games, and that'll be something. But then, like, I don't know, like, I'm sure Tyler can speak to this to some degree, as me and Arthur aren't currently, like, like in relationships with people we live with or anything like that. And so it's like... It's like, you know, when you're living with someone, it must be nice to have, like, maybe that time that's like, oh, this is my time. This is Tyler time. Like, she can come and watch, but it's not, like, something that you, like, do together in the same way mm-hmm. that it's, like, I don't know. that. Now I'm just, like, I have this terrible mental picture of Tyler masturbating in front of a video game or something. <laughs> it's Tyler private time, honey. Yeah. Tyler time! It's Tyler time! You close that door! And, we, and we're just, like, in a one-bedroom, too, so, like, really, Jody's, like... Ten feet Are you away playing from me. Ba- video games in the bathroom again? <laughs> yeah, Jody doesn't really play games, right? She no, yeah, no, no, no. She does. Yeah, uh, we, we do oh. play games together. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess. I guess. So I, this could be a view of things to come, Tyler. Careful. Could be. Um, also, Tyler you know, cry co- like a punk bitch. What I'd have to say to Enzo: Number one, cool ass name. So you got a cool name. So you, do you run really fast? Yeah. And then two, you know, cultivate some non-attachment. It'd be good for you. That's hard, because we don't even know how long he dated this girl. Like, I don't know. Man. I mean, think about it. Dating someone for a long time, it can be, that can, man, that can have some attachment. Setting things aside that you did with her for 
can help for a while. But eventually... yeah, I have to imagine whatever happened must have happened pretty yeah. recently. If seeing a game cover makes you get teary eyed, I mean, I mean, eventually it should get better. Although, again, like I still, I never went back to watching Dexter after that relationship ended. Like I still haven't. I've never gotten past like episode six of season two of Dexter because of that. So I understand, but eventually it'll probably get easier. Word. All right, I'm, I'm going to move on to the other letter I got. Is this less depressing? Yeah, this is a lot less oh, depressing. Good. Um, so you know, I w- we would normally have a lot more letters, but it's only been since Friday, and I mean, let's be honest. Like people always email us letters and always say like, I know you get a hundred emails, but we really don't. How many letters do you want me to read that say Tyler does not have a lame voice? Yeah, that's the thing. Is a lot of letters, as flattering as they are and all that, they just don't make very good material to read online. So, um, so this Dear is Arthur. I can't believe from, people get mad at you. This is from uh, Joseph Pampelon from Georgia. Uh, that's what GA means, right? GA GA is the mm-hmm. is the shorthand for Georgia. I don't fuck, man. I don't ever. I didn't say anything. I guess I believe it is Georgia. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't ever look up Georgia. It's like this. I know it's like the second dumbest state in the whole entire. What United I want to do, I want to take the last letter's first name, That's, Enzo. It's, true. it's like the. Sorry. And I want to take this guy's last name and put them together, Enzo Pampelon. It's like the coolest I just know name that I ever. Remember, uh, you didn't read Enzo's last name because you couldn't pronounce it. George. No, I just you? wasn't sure. With like with that personal letter, that it was cool to like. Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I guess Georgia is supposed to be like the second dumbest state, right above, right above Alabama. Alabama is the dumbest state. At least you've got that, Georgia. Well, I know Mississippi's down there as well. So, yeah, maybe Mississippi's. God. Maybe Mississippi's. Can we stop insulting people that listen to the podcast, please? Hey, just because you live in the dumbest state right. doesn't mean that you are dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just because... You have discerning taste to I'm listen just saying, to just because show. we live in California that is supposed to be a liberal state doesn't mean that everyone here is liberal, because that's certainly not the case. Um, all right, so Joseph Pampelon says, Hello. I was catching up on some older Rebel FM podcast, and I heard a segment where you were talking about getting some gaming-related tattoos. Kind of gaming-related. Uh, without question, you should go out and get them done. They ratchet your cool level all the way up to super awesome, and super and awesome are capitalized. Um, mm. Only the first letter of each one, not Wait. the whole word. And that isn't sarcasm, by the way. Could you talk any more about what you were going to get tattooed on the podcast as well? That would be sweet. Also, the attached files are my tattoos. Let me know what you think. I've got four or five left to go. Oh, man, let me check these out. I so love he, tattoos. Yeah, go ahead and look. He's got a, he's got Chrono. Okay, okay. That nice. is Chrono, right? Yeah, yeah. Chrono from Chrono Trigger. And then yeah. he's got a... Triforce? A Triforce, but I don't know what's written in There's the Triforce. Some characters in there. Yeah, I'm assuming it's probably Kanji, which I hope that you had someone that you trust and that knows Kanji read for you because I've, I've Rather seen... Rather than it saying, I like penis. Yeah, I've seen horror stories, like, you know... Unless that's what you wanted to say, by all means. If you wanted to say, I like penis mm-hmm. or fat penis, that would be I've, cool. It's been really rare that I've seen video game tattoos that I thought were, looked cool. This chrono, I've seen a bunch that I this like, This chrono man. one is actually really well done. Whoever did, the, yeah. did the, the line work and stuff did a really good job of actually being faithful to the art. Like, yeah, they're both I've cool seen, I've seen some people that got the tattoos from Bioshock done, and those were cool, but that's because those designs work apart from the game. Um, My favorite gaming tattoo ever is hard to find on the net now, because this... Because the girl asked that they take it down. It was posted on Kotaku a long time ago. What, the Triforce? No, she has a Katamari tattoo. And there's like donuts and fucking rainbows and Katamari. And it's so amazing. It's on her shoulder. It's it it's hands down the coolest gaming tattoo I've ever seen. So that's the thing is I guess the tattoos that I'm going to get, uh, at least at first, aren't gaming tattoos necessarily. They're just Star Wars tattoos. 
And I mean, there are Star Wars games, but I mean, Star Wars is much more of a movie franchise than a game franchise, um, at least to me. And uh, I want the symbols of the old and new Republic, which would be the symbol of the rebellion and the symbol of the Empire on mm-hmm. my forearms. So that's cool. That's what I want. Cool wanna, little icons. Yeah, that's what I want to start with. And then as far as like any video game related goes, I would have to put a lot of thought into that because there's only a few franchises like Silent Hill and stuff that I particularly like. And even then, I don't know that there's anything from Silent Hill that's iconic enough that I would want a tattoo of it. Plus, they'd all be pretty brutal-looking tattoos. And I don't know if I'm quite ready to get like some metal-ass tattoo of like someone you know ripped in half or something on my body. So yeah, that's a little extreme. I talked about uh, the other day with my friend Allison getting a uh, a tattoo of a of a Wookiee that starts in between my my pecs, <laughs> and uh, that's where his head is. And then his and then his legs go down like all the way to my knees, <laughs> and then so my dick is his dick. <laughs> and in the scheme, would it be truly looking shocked or disappointed? And, and in the scheme of no, it'd be truly looking fucking shocked. Because think about it, even if I got a small penor, which I randomly, you know, I, I, I regularly say that I do, um, you know, I embrace it. I I I, I uh, I've come to terms with that a long time ago. But uh, you know, imagine that on a chewy that's scaled where his. His head is at the top of my pecs, and his knees, his feet are at my knees. He'd have a gigantic. It would look huge. That was something. That's one and way, that's and one actually, way to work when, it. when yeah. I was talking to my friend Allison about this, um, sorry, I probably got a little loud there because I changed my angle on the mic. Um, I would just think it's rather you worked and talk about your penis with your friend Allison. <laughs> um, oh, well, my friend Allison. It's funny when I brought that up to her because she's like, "Jesus, I haven't talked to you in so long, and just like old times, here you are talking about your penis." Um, anyways, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "How come we never saw Chewbacca's dong in the movies?" He doesn't wear pants. Mm-mm. So it's like, and mammals typically have, you know, penises that hang out outside their body, mm-hmm. and all signs point towards Chewbacca being a mammal. So Maybe he's like a dog at like. Or maybe he's like a fucking. Erect, maybe so red, Han slimy just rocket. red rocket every now and again. <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking maybe he's like a platypus, because, you know, platypus don't. Platypi Wookies don't lay eggs, what platypi, you're saying? Platypi don't have uh, dongs that hang out, as far as I know, but they're still mammals. Hmm. So maybe he's got like a, a duck type d- dong. Anyways, if someone can answer that to me in a letter for next week, I would gladly read it. So I'm actually curious. I mean, I consider myself an avid Star Wars fan, but the idea of how two Wookiees are breeding, I assume they get it on like people. But, you know, like I said, I ain't seen a dong. And either, I, I mean, I guess maybe he just has a really small dong that doesn't even escape his fur. And then, yeah, like a, maybe like a dog, it just red rockets. Maybe that's why Chewie is angry all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been a uh, Wookiee neutered. <laughs> So. He has kids later on in the expanded universe, doesn't he? Um, I can neither confirm or deny that. All I know is he gets killed in the expanded universe. Yeah, and the author that killed him got death threats. Yeah. One of the authors of some Star Wars expanded universe shit is writing the uh, Elder Oblivion Scroll novels. Yeah, the Elder yeah. Scroll novels. Or the Elder Scroll novels, but they take place after the events in Oblivion. Yes. So, yeah. so I call them Oblivion novels, but... Yeah, I think the line that I used for it in my Game Spy news story about it was, you'll find a use for them on the toilet one way or another. <laughs> so I see what you did there. Yeah, whether you're eating it or wiping your ass with it. Let me beat you, let me beat you over the I really appreciate it. you making it queer. That. Oh, man. Sometimes I feel like I have to do that with the people that read my shit. That opacity was really giving me problems. Hey, you guys are generally bright people, but I have to be honest, uh... Outside of a fair amount of our listeners, the internet is full of uh, idiots. idiots. So, although our comments consistently impress us, that's, anyway. that's what I'm saying. Outside of our limited audience, um, yeah. So, do you have any letters to read? Because those are really the only two I got that weren't just like, "Hey, love the podcast. 
Tyler's got an awesome voice. <laughs> no, there there are a couple others, but I think that we can those can wait till next. I time. had a letter that I wanted to read. Oh yeah, okay. actually, let's yeah. bring that up um, from Carl Rosner. Oh yeah. Um, sent sent me a message through YouTube. Uh, he has a, a video commentary on Company of Heroes, and I actually checked it out, and he's really good. Like, yeah, so it's actually it's a youtube.com slash user slash Carl Rosner, who is spelled K A R L. R-O-S-N-E-R. And he does videos that are like dialogue and like uh, analyzation videos of Company Heroes matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I played the one he sent me and it's, uh, yeah, he does a really good job because, uh, you know, I've never played the game. So he was really going into detail describing like why he's um, spawning certain units and, you know, talking about his tactics and everything and uh, was wanting to maybe set up a game sometime. So that'd be fun. We could do that. If I could get a PC. Yeah, we'll have Tyler come over and do some playtime. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Carl Rosner. So I guess we can wrap it up with uh, where people can find us on the internet. I mean, how about you go first, Arthur? Uh, Eat-sleep-game.com and twitter.com slash A-E-G-I-E-S. Tyler? Twitter.com slash dirty tea, as in the one you drink. One word. Um, yeah, you can find uh, me... My writing at GameSpy, although finding out which articles I wrote is kind of hard at the moment because you have to click the read-through button to see my bylines. Um, you know, I have pretty much regular news stories going up there. Like I said, I also have an Infamous preview, a Mag preview, and tomorrow I should have something on Red Faction going up uh, with some exclusive content that I'll tease. Um, and then uh, uh, I guess you can also hear me on the GameSpy Debriefings podcast, which also went up today. Um that one was uh, featuring Ryan Scott from Geekbox.net. And Will Tuttle. And, and Will Tuttle, but, I'm, but I mean featuring Ryan Scott. I mean, really, uh, you know, it had the staff of GameSpy. Well, but... you should enjoy it, because that's going to be one of Sterling's last podcasts. Yeah, yeah, Sterling announced that he's leaving for G4. So Along with Andrew Fister and Patrick Pepper. Yep. So, uh, good luck to them. But, uh, yeah, you can find me also at twitter.com slash chuffmoney. Um, and I guess that's really it. I mean, uh, you know, that Venus. You're out, out, out. Trying my best just to say what you